everyone. Welcome to the Wind Cathy Show. I'm your host, Cathy Zhang. So today we're going to talk about uh, quite a few uh, pieces of news that's pretty important. So one day after President Trump's Florida home raided by FBI, Republican Congressman Scott Perry from Pennsylvania said that the FBI confiscated his cell phone. So what happened? And uh, what's the responses from uh, GOP and the uh, Democrats to the FBI's raid to Mar-a-Lago? And uh, what is President Trump's most recent response? And the last, uh, I will have an update of the Chinese Village Bank's case. So that's respond to you know our viewers' request. Oh, by the way, there's also some you know talking about uh, Nancy Pelosi's. Uh, today's uh, comments on China. So what's that about? All right, so without further ado, let, um, let's um, get into the news. Congressman Scott Perry told Fox News today that he was approached by three FBI agents who handed him a warrant and requested that he turn over his cell phone earlier today. At the time, he was traveling with his family in, earlier in the day. Scott Perry has been a House representative in Pennsylvania since 2013, so for five terms he's been a House representative. He is a retired Pennsylvania Army National Guard general, and Perry is an original member of the conservative House Freedom Caucus and was elected and is serving as the chairman of the caucus. Perry has been loyal a Trump ally and thus a target of interest of the Democratic-dominated January 6th House Select Committee. So Perry said in his statement, quote, This morning, while traveling with my family, three FBI agents visited me and seized my cell phone. They made no attempt to contact my lawyer, who would have made arrangements for them to have my phone if that's was their wish. He continued, I'm outraged, though not surprised that the FBI, under the direction of Merrick Garland, uh, DOJ, who seized the phone of a city member of Congress. Perry continued, quote, my phone contains info about my legislative and political activities and personal private discussions with my family, my wife, constituents, and friends. None of this is the government's business. Scott Perry asserted in his statement that uh, as with President Trump last night, DOJ chose this unnecessary and aggressive action instead of simply contacting my lawyer. This kind of uh, banana republic, republic tactics should concern every citizen especially considering the decision before Congress this week to hire 87,000 new IRS agents to further persecute law-abiding citizens, end quote. So the Justice Department has not responded on Perry's claims, according to Fox News. So before yesterday, quite a few Trump allies or related people had been raided or searched by FBI with a very extreme uh, manner. Trump's campaign advisor, Roger Stone, his lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, 
his assistant at the White House, Peter Navarro, etc. So obviously Trump was not the first, not the last uh, person who had this kind of treatment from FBI. So right now, um, Representative Scott Perry uh, was, you know, got his phone confiscated by the FBI. So what do you think? Um, do you think it's alarming? You know, what do you think um, it's this going to lead to? So leave your comments there and uh, we'll share with everyone. Now let's get to, get to the responses from yesterday's raid on Trump's home in Malargo. So far, the Department of Justice has not officially come out and explained what had happened or why this happened. According to multiple media reports, the search warrant was approved by a federal district judge, which is um, the U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt, located at the U.S. District Court of the Southern District of Florida's West Palm Beach. The warrant applicants' applications, the orders approved the applications, and the other documents are under seal, meaning they are not available to the public right now. Judge Reinhardt spent 10 years at a private practice before becoming a magistrate judge in 2018. According to documents entered by lawyers for women that uh, Epstein, the infamous uh, um, Epstein, alleged abused, Reinhardt joined Epstein's payroll shortly after a non-prosecution agreement was reached with Epstein. He reportedly told Miami Herald that uh, he represented Epstein's uh, pilots, his schedulers, and some other Epstein's employees. And the judge also donated thousands of dollars to former President Barack Obama's uh, presidential campaign and the Victory Fund in 2008. And in the meanwhile, he donated a few hundred dollars to uh, Jeb Bush when he ran for the uh, president. So now that's what, who approved this uh, search warrant. So right now, the official word is that uh, the FBI agents were seeking evidence related to whether Trump moved classified documents from the White House to his compound at Mar-a-Lago. So is that the true reason? We don't know yet because DOJ has not come out and explained. Congressman Mike Lee from Utah, in his tweet, he asked 12 questions about this raid, so I found it's pretty interesting. So Mike Lee is a lawyer, former um, federal prosecutor, and a current member of the Senate, oh, he's a, he's a, a Senate, Senate Judiciary Committee. And he said he have a few questions about FBI's raid of Mar-a-Lago. So his first question is, did Attorney General Garland personally sign off on this action? Obviously, right now, we don't have the answer. You can take a guess. His second question is, why break into the safe rather than seize it, take it into custody, and then seek a warrant to open it? 
And the third question he had was, um, why obtain and execute a search warrant rather than first seeking the items in question either through an inform informal pro processor or with a subpoena? So according to Eric Trump, President Trump's uh, son, he confirmed that uh, the FBI told Trump staff they were searching for documents the National Archives believe were classifying, classified and missing. He said the FBI brought a safe cracker, a safe cracker, they are prepared, and cracked open a safe in Morocco, but found nothing. He also said that the agents moved the box of uh, documents without looking through them. Harvard Law Professor Emeritus um, Alan Dershowitz, he, who is a lifelong Democrat who voted for Biden but also defended Trump during the impeachment, he said that the raid was an aberration, given that Trump wasn't even in Florida. He said the raid should be the last resort after DOJ exhausted all of the other options. Another law professor from George Washington University, Jonathan Turley, he's another Democrat who also defended Trump during the impeachment, agreed that the raid raised serious questions. He said the question is why a subpoena would not suffice, particularly when the subject, meaning Trump, is not present at the location. And he tweeted, saying, instead, a raid was ordered to scope up boxes of potential sensitive documents that were not reviewable at the scene. Alan Dershowitz also said that there's no convincing proof that Trump was planning to destroy evidence, and uh, the Biden DOJ and the FBI, in his opinion, risked committing an abuse of power with the raid. So Congressman Mike Lee's fourth question, he asked, if this really is about presidential records, why would the former president be subject to prosecution to hanging on to classified documents? He said it was himself in charge of the declassifying documents at the time he obtained and had unfettered access to them. And his Fifth question is, uh, he said, perhaps there's something there we don't know, something that once known will clarify the reason for the raid. If there is, he said, FBI needs to bring forward the justification for the unprecedented action as soon as possible. But if there isn't, we've got problem at FBI. His sixth question is, um, classification authority belongs to the President of the United States and not to bureaucrats at the National Archives. The seventh question, he said, if, the, if this turns out to be the product of the growing political weaponization of federal law enforcement agencies, shouldn't this incident cause all Americans to be even more outraged by the Democrats' plan to hire an additional 87,000 agents, meaning in IRS. 
And the, the eighth question, he said, uh, how is this aggressive action defensible in light of the FBI DOJ treatment of Hillary Clinton, who was never subject to a raid like this, even though she first mishandled classified material and second destroyed evidence? And he continued to ask the next question, what should we make of the fact that uh, this is occurring with, while FBI and the DOJ have taken no discernible action regarding, for example, flagrant violations of the law by A, Hunter Biden, or B, pro-abortion extremists threatening Supreme Court justices at their homes. And tenth question, he asked, why should we assume that the FBI is about above um, targeting I think it's about targeting rep Republicans when it creates documents like this one, which encourage agents to be suspicious of people who display the uh, Betsy Ross flag or the don't treat me, uh, don't tre tread on me, uh, Gatson flag. And the last question I had asked, shouldn't all Americans be suspicious of the FBI basis on its use of warrantless backdoor searches under Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, about which Christopher Wray expressed very little concern when I questioned him at last week's hearing. If the FBI indeed raided Donald Trump's compound at Mar-a-Lago looking for classified documents, it stands in sharp contrast to the way that the FBI and Justice Department act seven years ago uh, when the similar question arose about Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's email. So what happened back in summer of 2015, there was no raid of Ms. Clinton's home uh, in New York where the server has been operated. In fact, the former Secretary of State's lawyer, David Kendall, was allowed to keep a thumb drive of the archives of her inbox, complete with classified materials inside his office. So the FBI even approved a special safe for his, her lawyer to use to store the classified materials. In the end, Hillary Clinton faced no prosecution because then uh, FBI Director James Comey refused to send the matter to DOJ, even though he declared his, her handling of the classified emails were reckless. So it's obvious to many people that the FBI was acting with a political double standard. So former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo tweeted, saying that, uh, quote, executing a warrant against ex-president of the United States is dangerous. The apparent political weaponization of DOJ FBI is shameful. Uh, Attorney General must explain why the 250 years of practice was appended with this raid. Mike Pompeo said, I served on Benghazi committee where we proved Hillary possessed Classified, classified information, we didn't raid her home. So is the administration 
weaponizing the Justice Department and the FBI against the political opponents. So this question was asked to the White House spokesperson at uh, the press conference today. So let's take a listen. Is this administration weaponizing the Justice Department and the FBI against political opponents? Peter, the president believes in the rule of law. The president believes in the independence of the Department that's, of Justice. That's a yes or no. Just, no, that is, House. no, it's a yes or a no for you. I'm answering the question. You may not like it, but I'm answering the question. I'm just, and I'm, no, no, I'm answering the question and I'm telling you that we are not going to comment on a criminal investigation. The president has been very clear. I laid out what his thoughts were back on January 7th in 2021 about how he saw the Department of Justice. And I'm just going to leave it there. We're not going to comment from here, from this White House, on a criminal investigation that is currently happening. All right, so I just show you the full reply from the spokesperson, White House spokesperson, Karen Jean Pierre. So do you think she answered the question raised by Peter uh, Ducey? Yeah, just share your, your comments there. So that actually, you know, this is a really some question I think people wanted to find out the answer. So it, I found, you know, notice there was um, earlier tweet from a serious tweet from a person called uh, uh, Tao Ray. He's a tech company executive, a former lab director at Harvard University. He tweeted something very interesting back in July, on July 27th. Let's take a tweet, uh, look. It's a, he tweeted in Chinese, so uh, the, here's the translation. He said, I have reliable information that uh, multiple Democrats are pressuring the Justice Department to criminalize, uh, crim criminally prosecute Trump. They've formally approached a number of heavyweight leftist legal experts for legal guidance. And one of them, a Harvard law professor, told me privately that, that he's providing advice as a consultant. At present, there is a high probability that the Department of Justice will initiate a lawsuit as long as a federal lawsuit can be initiated in Washington. The chance of winning are quite large. After all, 98% of people in DC hate Trump. And he continued saying in a following tweet, as a former member of Harvard's so-called ethics center, um, he said, I know many of these people, and I was shocked to hear that. Of course, these people don't know my own political stance. I'll tell you about my experience and the leftists, uh, left's uh, plan soon. I literally feel like I was living in a nightmare world. Now, after the raid of uh, Marago, uh, Tao Rei, he tweeted yesterday on the August 8th, 4.55 p.m. Pacific time. He said, sure enough, just two weeks after I got the following news, 
Today, the FBI raided Trump's home, Mar-a-Lago, and conducted a massive search, and no specific reasons was provided. The left has officially begun criminal persecution of Trump. Today's is important note in the development of the American political system. The rule of law has gradually become the rule of the law, um, which he, um, meaning is, um, yeah, the, the rule of the law is becoming the, using the law to rule, okay? And uh, the, he said that the state apparatus of also began to be used for political prosecution. Not only Republican lawmakers and conservative commentators. So that's the, the uh, three tweets by this person who is a tech executive, formerly a professor in Harvard University, a lab director. So what do you think? You know, he claims that he got some inside information uh, about what's going to happen. And uh, now he said, see, it is, it is happening. And now, not only the Republican lawmakers and the conservative commentators expressed the serious concern that the raid was politically motivated. Some other, even some uh, Democrats and uh, even never Trumpers also expressed concerns. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy of California said, if the GOP takes majority control in the fall after the midterm, they will probe the DOJ over the raid. House Republican Study Committee Chair Jim Banks of Indiana said that this FBI's action was un-American. The House Judiciary Republicans wrote, this is what happens in third world countries, not the United States. Does the FBI have better things to do than harassing the former president? Now, um, the former Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Young tweeted a warning today to those who celebrated the raid, stating the FBI's action will fuel millions of Americans ever-increasing distrust of the corrupt government establishment. He said he is not a Trump fan, but he linked to a political story, a story on the political, which quoted a legal expert saying, quote, Trump will be re-elected president in 2024. Hands down, it will prove to be the greatest law enforcement mistake in history. And the former New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, also questioned the motives of the raid, tweeting, DOJ must immediately explain the reason for its raid, and it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives, or it will be viewed as a political tactic. John McCain's daughter, Megan McCain, said, this better be legit, or you'll make him, meaning Trump, uh, martyr and just handing him the 2024 on a silver plate. Another prominent never-Trump Republican, Joe Walsh, admitted 
that the raid on Trump's home could push moderate pro uh, Republicans into supporting him for 2024. So those are, you know, different responses from different parties. And uh, Senator Lindsey Graham said that uh, he believes the FBI raid on Trump's uh, Florida home will make him more likely to run for president in 2024. He made this comment about uh, one hour after talking to Trump. Uh, Lindsey Graham said, uh, one thing I can tell you is that I believe he was going to run before. I'm stronger in my belief now. Graham also, uh, Lindsey Graham also demand more information on the raid from the Justice Department. So, yeah, what do you think? Is this raid, what the, you know, the FBI did, gonna fuel more people to support Trump or the opposite? And a lot of people talking about the action taken by FBI was uh, because of uh, some of the leftist Democrats who wanted to prevent uh, Trump running again in 2024. So what's President Trump's uh, response today? He released a new video earlier this morning and after yesterday's raid. So the video begins with uh, rolling thunders as the former president saying, quote, we are a nation in decline. Then he lists the crisis and the failures under the current administration, including the worst inflation over 40 years, energy crisis, disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal, the Russian-Ukraine war, and uh, uh, United States uh, people no longer have free and fair press. Uh, free speech rights are being limited, and uh, a crime is uh, spiking and including he mentioned the weaponization of the law enforcement against political opponents. However, he ended the video with a more positive notes. Let's take a lesson. We will not bend, we will not break, we will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in, we will never give up, and we will never, ever back down. Never let you down. As long as we are confident and united, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. All right. So, what do you think? Is this um, gonna just uh, fuel Trump more uh, for him to run for president again in 2024 or, you know, otherwise. So share your comments. So uh, before we go further, just, you know, let's take a look at uh, some of uh, your comments here. So, Mark, you said, uh, let's see what Obama has in his safe. It is true, you know, um, yeah, without, you know, the, the, the action by the FBI, I think it just, uh, it's uh, outreach by many people, not only the P Trump supporters. I think why some of those uh, Democrats or independents are also feel concerned is um, think of that. It, 
if it can happen to Trump, like to, uh, even though they, people don't like Trump, right? But people can imagine if it can happen to a former president, can it happen to anyone in this country? And uh, I think their concerns are legitimate. And, um, oh, Mark, thank you saying, please, please leave a like for this insightful, truthful reporting. Thank you, Mark. Yes, please, if you have not hit the like button, please do so. And uh, leave your comments because this will trigger the algorithm. Um, you know, and yeah, very unfortunately, our channel is, you know, a lot of people tell us uh, being um, shadow banned, but uh, you know, any of your action, little action can help. I really appreciate that. Um, Mark, you're saying she's right about that. This is sure to galvanizing support for Trump. Okay. And uh, so any other um, comments there? Okay, Linda, you asked that, Kathy, is this what the CCP does? Unfortunately, yes. So we see a lot of um, familiarity in this is how the uh, 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 totalitarian regime weaponize its, um, you know, state agents to prosecute political opponents or prosecute people who have different opinions. Because in China, literally there's no third, you know, second party or third party basically, right? But uh, they will, they use, they definitely use, um, you know, weaponize those uh, government agencies to prosecute people who are, you know, not agreeing with the CCP. So it is unfortunate we're seeing these similar things is happening in the United States. So that's why I think people should be alarmed, no matter which party you are in. Even now you are on the other side of the aisle. If we allow this to continue to happen, if we don't correct this, it could happen to anyone down the road. You know, unfortunately, I'm not trying to kind of fear mongering or anything. It is the trend. It is the um, playbook of the extreme leftists, the playbook of the, you know, any tyranny regime. So it is really we have to, you know, speak against, against it. We need to in all means, by all means, need to crack this, will not, should not allow this happen to anyone, you know? Because um, this is what happened in, in China under CCP. They just, um, you know, they, they said they have constitution, they have a rule of law. However, they would uh, just, un it's, it, the, the party is just so corrupted. So a lot of people just follow them, right? If you don't corrupt, you won't, um, earn a lot of money. If you go, you don't go along with them. You won't have a, like a higher political stance. You, don't, you cannot make a lot of money. But then, if you go along, so you can, you probably can have a better life. You can earn more money. But one day, if 
there is, and there's always political power struggle, right? And then they can always use um, what's you, like what you did. For example, we had a, a, a friend, um, high school friend visited us um, back years ago, and he's, uh, you know, an executive officer in a company. The company is a, a China and a foreign entity combined. Um, so, and he said, uh, everyone, you know, he, he came to have a business trip, and he said well, he went back, and uh, everybody just uh, uh, forged, like, forged documents to try to get more in, in, in uh, reimbursement. All right, so it's a little corruption, right? However, he said, uh, then they make everybody do that. Then one day, if they wanted to just uh, prosecute you know, or try to fire a certain person, they can easily get the evidence. Say, uh, telling him or her, see, you forged uh, just a false document on the business trip in reimbursement, you're fired. You, you, you committed a kind of you know, crime or misbehavior. So that's what's happening in China. That's, it's only a very small kind of a same example, but that's what they do. Okay, it's the playbook. Um, so they basically corrupt people and so that they can easily, on the other hand, prosecute people. Even though some people don't go along with them, they can make up things. Okay, they can plant some kind of uh, so-called evidence showing they are corrupted or, you know, misbehavior, broke the law, so that, so they can just um, do anything as they wish. So that's why we cannot let this happen in the United States, right? FBI cannot just um, raid a former, former president's home without exhausting all, you know, all the means Right? So, um, let's see. I, the IRS, yeah, the, the 87,000 IRS agents. That's very concerning. Uh, M said, uh, the pick and, pick and choose what is punished is disgusting to go from Peace, hope, and the prosperity to our death spiral is horrifying. We must win this battle. Yeah, I hear you. And um, the cancer mouse, you said, I would rather die on my feet, a free woman, than taking a knee to be an enslaved person. Very well said. In China, they just, the CCP, you know, the communists, or a dictatorship, they, want, they just want to uh, enslave everybody so that they can, only a, a small percentage of the elites can have all the benefits. So, you know, but it's not going to happen in the United States because people like you, right? Just like you said. Um, Katha's saying, uh, you said the DOJ must see the writing on the wall of their department dismantled in order to pull this such stunt. Michael, you said uh, 
For the past 10 years, courts and rules of law become a joke in Hong Kong. It is exactly what's happening here now. I've seen it happen and are now trying to retire here in the States. It's happening all over. Oh, wow. So it seems, Michael, you are from Hong Kong or you lived in Hong Kong before. Um, yeah, so United States being such, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, a land of um, dream, right? Land of hope. Um, I think a lot of people are realizing the extreme leftists having this, uh, they are doing some, you know, ex executing their plan here too and uh, all, over the all over the world as a matter of fact, unfortunately. Uh, so I think it is, uh, you know, the more they do that, I think, you know, hopefully more people will wake up, right? So, um, right. All right, so now uh, let's go to, yeah, okay, I think, right, yeah, it, 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 right now it is a good um, uh, segue to talk about uh, what uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said. I think a lot of people are very concerned of what she said uh, today, I believe, is when she was um, uh, speaking, uh, speaking with the NBC Today's host. She emphasized, you know, after he, she came back from the Asian trip, the visit of Taiwan. So on the show, she emphasized the importance of her uh, bipartisanship trip to Taiwan that was uh, met with the threats from the Chinese Communist Party. Then she said something, I think people just, it's just disturbing to many people. Let's just take a listen to that segment. We still support the one China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There was nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Okay. So the last sentence, right? She said uh, uh, China is... The, uh, it's one of the freest uh, society in the world. So that's really shocking. Um, but I think if you really just kind of take, um, you know, listen to what she said previously in the taking to the context, I think that's, uh, she was um, maybe, you know, a slip of tongue. She's referring to Taiwan as the, one of the freest country because she was before that she was saying you know what why don't we just show China that we support Taiwan it's part of the US Taiwan Relations Act we did not go there to change our policy we still support the one China policy we go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is and then she said there was nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest society. I think here she's referring to, she actually meant to say Taiwan is one of the freest societies in the world. And then she following by that uh, saying, don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. So from the Freedom House, they always have an annual survey of uh, uh, they have any like a uh, um, index of the uh, free the, the f index of freedom 
of all the countries. So Freedom House would not have, I, and I follow that too, they do not have, uh, it does not have a, a, a measure saying China is one of the freest country. Actually, it's the contrary. And then um, Pelosi also follows saying that it's a, a strong democracy, courageous people. So, you know, I obviously I cannot speak for her, but uh, just uh, if we just take the context, it's probably a split, slip, slip of tongue on, his, on her part. You know, we don't know if, if it's true, but um, it, yeah, it just does not make sense if you just read or listen to the whole speak, you know, her, her whole conversation. Um, what do you think? Yeah, obviously, I don't want to defend her. You know, it's not our job. It's just a kind of analysis of what could have happened, right? And uh, so, all right. Uh, next, I wanted to give you a quick update of the Hernan Village Banks. Um, I remember Louis had this question, so I promised to get back to you. So uh, I think it's still worth our you know, um, yeah, uh, attention. A lot of people still cares about that. So the latest news shows that um, starting from August 8th, yesterday, all right, the local officials uh, starts the fourth batch of uh, payments. You know, they have a substitution payments to certain depositors. So this time they claim that they are targeting the depositors with a, a single amount of uh, deposit from 150,000 Chinese dollar uh, RMB to 250,000 RMB. And at the same time, Henan's uh, financial system has been shakening. Uh, for example, the official announced three people being sacked in one day on July 29th. Two more people were announced. They got investigated on August 5th. All right, so, however, it was reported in the Chinese media that the mastermind behind the entire scam, uh, the person called uh, Lu, uh, Lu Yi, we can show his picture. He was actual, the actual controller of the financial group of the company who reportedly controlling all these uh, village banks. And uh, it was alleged that uh, he fled to, you guess where? The United States a few months ago. So Lu Yi, he controls the company called the Henan New Fortune Group. And the, this group, um, and the, he's the shadow boss of several village banks in Henan. And uh, today, um, in the how he got, he was able to do that is saying that he started uh, like uh, a decade, uh, over a decade ago, he relied on his former father-in-law to make his fortune, okay? And uh, his father-in-law uh, was the, um, vice mayor and then become the mayor of the city of uh, Henan, the capital city of Henan, Kaifeng, all right? So uh, Lu Yi, this person tried, you know, 
in order to get the more closer to the this uh, uh, first the, like the the top leader of the capital city of Henan, he married to his daughter. And uh, later on, you know, somehow divorced or something, and uh, this person, Liu Yi, had a much bigger ambition, you know, just uh, did a lot of scams. And it was uh, reported saying that uh, he not only fled to United States now, and uh, he actually is not a citizen of China a few years ago. He became a citizen of, um, what's, the com what's the country? Uh, it's called a, a Cyprite. He's already a Cyprite. Okay, um, he got up. He has a, is a citizen of Cyprus. All right, but uh, this is what's reported on the Chinese media. But how could he, you know, do or succeed in all those scams? The relationship with the officials, right, and uh, how. You know, the whole system is supporting such kind of a corrupted uh, businessman because all those depositors all from all over China, when they try to get to Henan uh, to protest, their health, uh, health um, QR code uh, um, started from green to red, which forbidden them to travel. You know, how could... He, could he control all the system? The whole system is corrupt. And uh, probably a lot of the officials in the system are uh, being corrupted by him or his um, partners, who knows, right? So, but in China, when some crisis happen, what the CCP government does is they always just try to scapegoat some people, okay? Make some people scapegoats. And, uh, but it won't really solve the root problem because the whole system is corrupted. And uh, a lot of people, you know, this Liu Yi, probably he's not, he may not be the, the largest beneficial, beneficiary of this scam. There are higher officials who benefit from this, maybe more than him. However, they will be kept safe scapegoating him who's already fled the country. So yeah, unfortunately, the victims are always the common people in this kind of, uh, under this kind of regime, you know, you know, tyranny regime, a dictatorship. So yeah, here's, this is uh, what happened. All right, so now it's almost uh, one hour now, it's a little bit too long a show. But um, so, let's see. Um, oh, Louis uh, said, thank you, Kathy. I was driving and couldn't chim in. You're welcome. Yeah, I hope uh, my research and my answer satisfies you. And we'll keep, still keep an eye on that, all right? So the cancer mouse. Pelosi is still trying to figure out tomorrow drink. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, Daniel, you said that the U.S. needs to step up and fill the backlog order of weapon to Taiwan. They are, they are paid for. Uh, yes, actually, I remember I interviewed uh, uh, 
a scholar who's from United States, who a former U uh, Air Force um, official, is now a fellow in Taiwan, um, Gilmont. Right, remember, he 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 believes that uh, actually not only that uh, United States needs to uh, fill up the the order of weapons to Taiwan. He believes that uh, the uh, Taiwan, uh, United States should uh, uh, gift to Taiwan just more weapons, just like what they did to Ukraine. Well, that's his, um, you know, uh, he that's what he believes. So I don't know how you think. Um, but overall, Taiwan really needs to, um, you know, make itself um, sufficient enough with the weapons, especially with the will of the people to uh, go against the CCP's um, intention of invade. Uh, just like uh, I think we are probably shared with you, uh, one of the entrepreneur in Taiwan, he committed to donate uh, uh, a thousand, like uh, uh, 0 .10, uh, 0.1 billion dollars, right, to Taiwan to strengthen its uh, defense. So yeah, more and more, because he believes Taiwan needs a lot of people, they too much uh, um, in favor of the money, but uh, too afraid of CCP. So he said it's very important to educate people about what CCP really is and to encourage people to stand up to the CCP. So I think, uh, yeah, we all applaud what he did and hopefully more people are educated about what CCP really is, what a tyranny regime uh, are capable of and why we, it's important for us to uh, get educated and um, uh, stand up to uh, all kinds of um, signs of uh, such kind of a dictatorship or tyranny. All right, so that's it for today. Appreciate, uh, glad, so glad that you are with us uh, for the show today, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. All right, take care. Good night. Bye-bye.